Gentlemen, and welcome to this episode 97 of the Out of War Down Under podcast. My name is Adam Camilleri at Nauseam, as I'm sure you know by this point. 97 episodes in, creeping up on that 100. Not quite sure what I'm going to do for it. Something special. I don't know. Maybe I'll even take the week off and just let somebody else put on the show. But uh, we are here with my good man, the scarred one himself, Ridvan Martinez. Or as you may know him, Scarry, on the plethora of platforms. He does more than I do, which is extremely impressive. And I love the man. Hello. Welcome, Scarry. How are you doing? Why, hello. Thanks for having me back on again. Looking forward to chatting, uh, breaking things down, and hopefully scarring all of you for life. <laughs> <laughs> the other one done a podcast, not condoning South Army anyway. But here we are with Ridvan, and we are going to be reviewing the entire uh, Rift War campaign book supplement. So uh, that comes with that comes in three saucy flavors for your viewing pleasure. That is mm. the Coteries of the Homunculi, which is the reason I've got Scary on in particular because he's an expert on all things Drakari and Dark Elder. He's also been playing with this um, army of renown himself. So page one, heed my words, <laughs> heed. Uh, each and every one. You're not going through the lore, is what you're saying. No, we are not going through oh, the lore. Okay. We ain't got that kind of time. We're also doing the Castellans of the Rift uh, supplement and also the uh, Warp Mal Pact um, Army of Renown. But those of you who do, do not know what Art of War Down Under is, or this is your first time catching us, welcome. Thank you for joining us. This is a two-part podcast. The first part will always and forever be free for as, as long as I'm running the damn show. Um, and that will be the review portion of this, as in whenever I am reviewing rules for the game, it's going to be free so you can keep up. The whole purpose, the modus operandi for us here, is for people to be able to keep up with the game, stay in touch with the game, and hopefully get some entertainment value whilst learning what's come out, what you need to pay attention to, and uh, what's going to be going on in the meta or what new saucy stuff you might want to be excited about yourself um and then part two uh, i have myself and someone an expert on with me and we go and we break down um how to make use of the stuff we've just reviewed or what the implications are going to be how it's going to mix and change things up sometimes we just wax lyrical and talk about topics in in the community at the time discuss changes in the meta or what we think needs to change things of that nature we're also at the behest of a very vigorous um subscribe and patron groups who give us questions they want us to answer lists to review memes to enjoy uh, i am much of a meme enjoyer so by all means and if you want to become part of that group and help us call, you know have, have a say in the content we review and have your questions answered etc go over to patreon and look for the art of war down under or go over the art of war 40k.com and sign up for this podcast in addition to the other plethora of good art of war goodness quality-wise stuffs and things. Riven is no, is no, you know, sage for stuffs and things, but he is partial to some stuffs and things. What are some stuffs and things you do, my man, you would like to plug? Well, normally I plug with a fork and then it, you know, energizes me. Okay. Once again, the Art of War Dana, but it's just a canary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me, you, uh, yeah, I'm one of the Art of War coaches. You know, I, I, I focus mainly on mentality and, and like sportsmanship and that sort of like um, mind over matter in gaming, which I think is very important. Yep. I do have a Patreon as well and a, and, a, and a YouTube channel, and I focus mainly on the dark kin. But I do play Black Templars, and I play Guard, and I play Chaos, and I play lots of different factions, you know, considering I do some work with mini wargaming. So let's just say that I've been doing a lot. I play games for a living. So that's kind of what 
that's just the name of the game for me. Fan freaking tastic! Please go over and support Scary and all his endeavors. And absolutely amazing gentleman in our community. But for those following along at home, we're going to be starting off on page fifty-eight of your Rift War Codex supplement, whatever, whatever this, whatever this thing is, campaign book. I don't know. Do they? Does G Dub know? They don't know. They're just putting stuff out. Let's say it's just one more book for the amount of books on your bookshelf. That's right. That's right. Is your book one less book than it needs to book? Grab this book. We the Codex supplement. This is the Castellans of the Rift. It is page 58 of your book. These guys are essentially a Primaris only chapter supplement. So for Blood Angels, Dark Angels, whatever, whatever you know, supplement of or chapter of um, Codex Space Marines, these guys, bang, pure Primaris. Firstborns need not need not apply. Are you short? You must be this tall in order to enter the Castellans of the Rift. Um, their chapter tactic is unyielding resistance. Each time a model with this chapter tactic makes a melee attack, if the, that model's unit made a charge move this turn, add one to the hit roll. So that is uh, Born Heroes from your Codex supplement. And then in addition, each time an attack is made against a unit with this tactic, and a modified root roll of one or two always fails, irrespective of any abilities they may have. So that is baby transhuman, as we would put it. Yeah, I think uh, they gave that to the blood ravens as well right yeah did they yeah like the the white dwarf supplement for blood ravens they have yep. the same sort of like many transhuman and of course black templars can pray a vow that gives them the same sort of thing and a five up impulse right uh, yeah. something important to note here is it's not just any successor chapter it is very specifically an ultramarine successor yep. chapter was so literally would... about to mention that then good good call what is that what, the, what are the implications there so they get access to all of the rules in ultramarine successor chapter supplement which is all the stratagems and all the cool stuff that they get from there as well as the super doctrine right which is uh, pretty fun yeah so they get that in addition to all of this so if you are playing castellans as a rift you need three books just saying so it three books to, to keep everything straight up and down uh, lightweight <laughs> um, how do you feel about the chapter tactic? Is this a strong chapter tactic? Is it middling? Is it okay? Plus one to hit is never a bad thing, uh, especially you know with Primaris. So you, if you're using things like um, aggressors and whatnot that have some like fisty cuff stuff in combat, or you know you've got blade guard veterans or things like that that you know you want to have them be more efficient in close combat, it's never a bad thing. And we'll see as the stratagems go in that there are quite a few stratagems and quite a few different things that encourage you to be in combat and get into combat so i think that pairs well with the other things that we're going to see in the supplement well yeah exactly right well when it comes to the end of this i think you guys will see that despite being quite limited in its unit choices this is a very flexible space marine chapter very flexible um yep. all right the warlord traits first of these is hit and run master in your command phase select one friendly castellan to the rift unit within nine of this warlord till the end of that turn that is unit is eligible to shoot in turn in which it fell back so essentially making you ultramarines again um this is okay it's fine i, I don't know if you're going to need it that much because i don't think it makes a cut over the regular space marine warlord traits but it might be spite it might be okay yep yeah it's it it's okay like if i were to say you know if we were to do the uh, the dustin thing and dustin henshaw sort of like split and go you know petulant whack player like mid-table terror and like <laughs> Pet petulant whack player is amazing <laughs> holy crap <laughs> yeah, yeah. petulant, petulant <laughs> whack player it's like you're gonna see it every single time for somebody yeah. who wants to win and is sweaty right and then you know mid-table terror is something that you're probably gonna see stomping all over the middle tables and it's okay it could be good but it's like more average and then at the bottom you have your filthy casual which is you know you read the italics on your stratagems because you're yeah. a filthy casual 
and then you just take it because it's fun. Right? But I love the italics on my stratagems. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, tell us about the next one. What's the, what's the next one? So the trait? exemplar of the chapter is the second one. Uh, the warlord gets plus one attack, and each time an attack is made against this warlord, an unmodified wound roll of one to three fails, irrespective of modifier. So essentially, it gives them transhuman and plus one attack. Decently defensive. Uh, the extra attack can be pretty handy. However, you already have sort of like mini transhuman, so is it? Eh, yeah, you already have mini. And your whole army is primary, so anybody can have transhuman whenever you want. Yeah. It feels like this is just saving you a CP more than anything else. Sure. You know, at the same time, it's like, like, it's meh. You know, there's, there's, like, if I wanted, I, I'd probably go for, like, Imperium Sword or something if I wanted yeah. an extra attack. You know what I mean? Yeah, for exactly the, right. You know, for the benefits that that gives um, instead of Exemplar of the Chapter. So, or maybe even, like, the CP Regen one from, like, the Ultramarines. That would usually yeah. be better. Spot on. All right. The third one of this trio is Tip of the Sword. At the end of the movement phase, select one enemy unit within 12 of and visible to this warlord till the end of the turn. Each time a friendly Castellans of the Rift Core unit declares a charge, if that enemy unit is one of the d- targets of that charge, you can reroll that charge. Uh, and then each time a friendly Castellans of the Rift Core model makes a melee attack against that enemy unit, add one to the strength characteristics of that attack. So, reroll to wound and plus one strength when you, so you, the warlord, points, yeah, sorry, uh, point at a unit, and then units reroll to charge and get plus one strength against them. That's actually kind of unique. Yeah. You don't see that in a lot of places. Well, big deal for Bladeguard. Going from strength five to strength six actually is big. Yeah, I think that one pairs very well with the chapter tactic, and it also pairs fantastically, say, with a chaplain, right, that might have plus two to charge. So you can oh, have yeah. a plus two to charge chaplain on a bike, say, you know, pick, and he's got the speed to get up and say, this unit right here, and then have all your units get into combat more reliably so that you're using your chapter tactic more efficiently. I think that one probably is the standout one out of these yeah. three, you know, just because it complements the rest of your army, right? It complements what you, they, the Rift, uh, the Castellans of the Rift are doing, which is trying to get into combat. Totally agree. That is the pick of the bunch for me, but I still don't know if any of these make the cut um, over over and above the regular Waller traits and the Ultramarine Waller traits. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, at the same time, out of this specific supplement, I like that one. Is it going to, yeah. you know, is it going to change, you know, having OPSEC as an aura or something? Yeah. yeah. Who knows, right? Yeah. Anyway, over to the relics. Maruk's Wrath. Castellans of the Rip model equipped with a heavy bolt rifle only. It replaces a heavy bolt rifle and has the following profile. Um, range 36, rapid fire 2, strength 6, minus 4, 1 damage. So, heavy bolt rifle, who gets, who gets that? Is that the is that the Gravis captain? There's... There's like a, yeah, you could also give it, I guess, to a uh, lieutenant. Um, yep. I might be able to have a heavy bolt rifle. Essentially, within 18, you get four AP4 shots that are strength six. Right? Like, I think that's the appeal. It's sort of like a fancy relic pistol. <laughs> I'm going to call it a fancy relic pistol that's not Colonel Spo. So, it's... are we ever going to see it? <laughs> no. Probably not. <laughs> I love that caveat. So, on this show, on, on, on this program, I'm not sure if you're aware, but I usually dunk on any relic pistol for, of any variety. I'm just I, like, it's literally. I think it's just a meme at this point. Like somebody should make a meme that just like, oh look, another relic pistol, and then read it, and it says Kurnoth bow, and then it's like <laughs> some guy like having a meltdown or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> literally up until Kurnoth's bow, there was <laughs> there was no relic pistols in the game. No, they're terrible. Um, they're except terrible. for that one. No, no, I read no, it and no, I was like, what up. is this? What is this? <laughs> this doesn't fit the profile. <laughs> However, this this Wrath Bolter, this fits the profile for special Bolter weapon. If, this yeah. is definitely a filthy casual weapon. It, dude, it's it's Rend 4. Like, wow, that is a lot of Rend. Ooh, if it, if it so was, fancy. If it was like damage 2, 
Maybe. Yes. yes. Maybe, right? Yes. But nah, but no, leave it at home. Don't waste your CP. What's the next one? The next one is called the Primarch's Codex. It's the Castellan of the Rift's priest model only, so chaplains. Each time the bearer rolls to see if a litany is inspiring, you can re-roll the result. And each time the bearer recites a litany, you can add three inches to the range of the litany to a maximum of 12. I quite like that. As a Black Templar player, you know, I use the... Roll two dice. The ancient <laughs> breviary. Yeah, the roll two dice and like that. And that a lot is fantastic. You know, a re-roll is, is just as good, and having extra range is really good too. This is definitely a relic that you'll see. Chaplains are fantastic. I agree. Really good to make them efficient, because their bonuses are not like psychic powers. You can't, like, deny them or anything like that. They just happen. So it's very good to have them happen reliably. Yeah, I like this a lot, actually. This this is a standout in any in any book. This would be a standout. Are you an aggressive chapter? Tick, did you tick the box? Cool. Ch- then chaplains are good, a la this relic is good. Yep. It means that you can also have, say, two reliable chaplains instead of just one. Like, you can yeah. have one with the chapter, uh, the um, Master of Sanctity, right? And then you can have another one with this that can then also, you know, be yeah, you, a reliable caster as well. You can have one reciting on two and one reciting on 2d6. Yeah, I like that. All right, Gauntlet of the Imperium. It's a Castellan of Rip model equipped with a Bolt Storm Gauntlet only. Replaces that Gauntlet, has the following profile. So the shooting profile is range 12, pistol 3, strength 5, neg 2, 1 damage. And then the Gauntlet is essentially a Thunder Hammer with an extra band. So it's merely times 2 strength, minus 3, 3 damage. I mean, this is good. I mean, this is a good upgrade. It's an extra damage on top of uh, a regular Gauntlet. And I think it's an extra strength and an extra rend on top of the, the pistol profile. Yeah, yeah. The strength and AP is extra. That's really good. The pistol, of course, is good. 12 inches, good. But I think the three damage with no negative modifier to hit, mm. I think, is also very important there. Like, I think that would be the reason you take it. It is, yeah. Because, well, damage three is actually hard to, like, in melee, is actually hard to come by in Primaris. Yes. Um, and in the AP3 is not bad. You know, it goes yeah. to AP4 with, uh, with Assault Doctrine. So, yeah. it, you know, it, it it's more reliable to get through some of that tougher armor. Totally agree. Especially in the age of armor of contempt. Of contempt, you know? yeah. Uh, well, here's the four, the, give us the fourth one. Actually, they got four relics it's pretty the pretty armor of forion it's a it's a, you give it to a castellans of the rift model at the start of the fight phase if the bear is within engagement range they have fight first so that's pretty handy if the bear is eligible to perform a heroic intervention it can do within six inches okay which is awesome so it gives it the bear a six inch heroic intervention and fight first so they better have like good weapon to start with if they're gonna take yeah. this relic you know what yeah. i mean like you're you're giving up the option of taking like a cool punchy fist or like a weapon or like a fancy chainsword or something like that in order to just heroic six inches and you know that yeah. was like yeah yeah, it's okay. It doesn't really stand out to me. Six inch heroic is always something spicy to chuck on a judicia, though. It's always because fights last. Your aggressive chapter fights last might be a thing you want to have. If it is, this makes sense there. But apart from that, I did like that combo on a judicia. That makes sense. He's got a decent weapon, good, good profile. Yeah. You don't really need to spend too much on him in terms of other stuff. You give him a six inch heroic, he can you know protect a, an objective well or protect like a unit of blade guard from getting swamped or something like that. Yeah. Um, all right. Up to the stra- sorry of the of the relics the chaplain one's easily the standout like by yeah, the primarch's by codex by far all right the stratagems unfailing nerve one cp use the stratagem in your shooting phase when a castellans of the rift core unit from your army is selected to shoot to the end of the phase each time a model in that unit makes an attack with a bolt weapon see codex base marines uh that targets the unit within half range improve the ap characteristic of that attack by one uh i like this a lot 
for, yep. because like you're gonna have to take bolter weapons because you have to take primaris you want to take a battalion or a patrol you have to take some bolters yeah one cp for plus one rend in half range yeah it's, it's nice. very very good for yeah. i you know just regular bolt rifles would be fantastic here yeah they're regular ap1 they become ap2 with a cp within half range so you, you want to try and rapid fire them or get close anyway and then on top of that you might be in tactical doctrine so you're getting mm. at least an ap3 AP3, man. Yeah. Which will make sure that you're going to like an invulnerable save or, you know, at least making them take like terrible armor saves. Yeah, I agree. I like this a lot. And then, of course, they'll say you're using your know, intercessors and you can shoot twice. Like, this is a one CP mm-hmm. that you get to use twice, a la same as things like Veterans of the Long War that we've become so freaking used to getting, you know, copping it by. I like this a lot. I, I like yeah. this a lot, a lot, a lot. I wish this was something available to all Space Marines. Uh, what's the next one? The next one is called Let Them Come. Love it. Um, use a stratagem in the fight phase when a Castlands of the Rift core unit from your army is selected to fight. Until the end of the phase, each time a model in that unit makes an attack if that unit was charged this turn add one to hit so it's essentially the reverse like they get plus one hit when they charge this one is if i got charged i get plus yeah. one hit anyway so nice. in a pinch it's it's yeah. situational it, it means you can use your chapter thing even if you don't charge which is yeah okay first i like CP. it yeah unbroken and unbowed is up next this is a two slash three cp strat so i expect it to be pretty good use a stratagem in your opponent's shooting phase when a castellans of the rift core infantry unit from your army is selected as the target of an attack while that unit is within range of an objective marker each time model in that unit would lose a wound roll a d6 on a five plus that wound is not lost if the unit has five or fewer models strat costs two cp otherwise it costs three cp ha oh, okay so against so bubbling it down against shooting attacks if you're on an objective you spend two to three cp and you get a five up feel no pain five up shrug yeah that's that's freaking amazing that's very very strong big unit of uh, you just have to be on an objective right be big unit of blade guard or big unit of infantry like heavy intercessors or something you know that's like you're trying to keep them alive you know you can give them a five up wards five up field of pain basically especially yeah. with multi-wound and then if you have an apothecary nearby you can always bring them all back like it's it means that you know your opponent's not going to have an easy time clearing you off an objective of the shooting nah. and that's yeah, always not at a all. good thing yeah. i like this a lot this is a uh, this should be this is a build around like this is almost like this is such a bread and butter you want to if you're taking castellans of the rift you want to make sure you've got a build that that makes or a unit that makes use of this steadily it also means that like in cover on the, on a home objective five intercessors can just be unkillable like, to yeah, some very very tough to kill you know yeah i think that's uh that's a fantastic that's a fantastic use of a couple of cp you yeah i mean I agree. this is one of those that you should definitely keep in your back pocket to be like oh you really need to stop me from scoring primary and you need to kill this unit you know and, and you could combine it with like transhuman right exactly right or if you're gravis uh, the mark 10 strat for plus one save yeah. when they're damage one yeah yeah exactly okay so uh next one called push them back it's one command point use a stratagem in your shooting phase when a castellan of the rift unit from your army is selected to shoot until the end of the phase you time a model in that unit makes an attack the target's unit within your deployment zone you can re-roll the hit roll hmm. so i like that it's just a if you come into my deployment zone i can shoot you better for one it- cp you know, that, one's, that was pretty good. It says a unit. So it's a redemptor. It's a freaking um, repulsor executioner. It's it's whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't say core or infantry, nothing. It's any unit. And it's only for one CP. That could be a lot of guns. Okay. Yeah. I, I like it. It's good. Yeah. But this Next one, up, for one CP, basically chapter master rerolls to shoot. You know, that's good. Yeah, on demand. Just to- 
clear uh, your deployment zone. Yep. I think it's very good. All right, next up, regroup in strike, one CP. Use your stratagem in your shooting phase or in the fight phase when you select a Castellans of the Rift unit from your army to shoot or fight. Until the end of the phase, each time model in that unit makes an attack. If that unit is below its starting strength, improve the AP penetration of that attack by one. If that unit is below half strength, you can re-roll the wound roll. Holy crap, so one CP for plus one AP if you've even if you've lost one model, or plus mm -hmm. one AP and rerolls to wound if you've lost more than half your models. Yep. This is another phenomenal stratagem. What is with the bangers coming out of Castellans of the Rift? Well, this one you could also combine with, you know, with the mm -hmm. uh, first one unfailing yeah. for, you know, two CP in the shooting phase. I mean, two, um, two Ren, uh, AP in the shooting phase. Mm. And then you have AP4 Super Bolters, right? Like, yeah. in Tactical Doctrine. That are rerolling to wound, yeah. <laughs> possibly. Yeah. Well, reroll to wound and then say you're shooting at something in your deployment zone. That's reroll to hit. Ten wounds. It's crazy. It's absolutely yeah. crazy. All right, we need to talk about these all in one go, but what's the last one? So this is our ground. 2CP. Uh, use a stratagem at the end of your charge phase. Select one Castellans of the Rift unit from your army within range of one objective marker. Until the start of your next charge phase, that unit gains objective secured. And if a model in that unit already has this ability, each model counts as two as double models for holding that objective. Do they just objective. do they just have every good stratagem? They've just got every stratagem. Wow. Well, that's in combination of all the like ring stuff too, right? So it's just something to keep in mind. Like this one is very powerful. This one is a game-winning stratagem. It being able to you know get that objective secured when you need it, and then if you are upset, count as double. That could be the difference between winning a game or not. It's all about scoring points, right? Dude, yeah, exactly right. Uh, we both play Black Templars, right? Are, are these strats just better than the Black Templar strats? I say no. yes. Yeah. Nope. Straight up. No. No. no I say Templars, yes. Black Templars are better. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Your stubborn defiance. They stubborn. No, they're not. No, this is good. The fact that they have these these strategies are fantastic. I think the AP ones alone are worth their weight in gold. But uh, just being able to give, like, Black Templars also have a give a unit obsec. You know, that's something they can do as well. And it's, I think, cheaper. Uh, it's only one CP instead of two. Um, but the fact that this doubles your obsec, I think, is incredible if you are already obsec. Well, so that's that, what I mean. that alone can be very, very, very powerful. That's exactly why I made the comparison. Because to me, they have every, they have all the things on different metrics that Black Templars have, but have better, they have better combat, um, and better shooting buffs. They only have buffs to your damage output and and buffs to your durability and buffs to your obsec. There's no crappy, meaningless, oh, do a couple of mortal wounds for two CP. It's none of that crap. It's all lean, mean, killing goodness. This is just a really good supplement. So let, let's talk about the let's talk about the whole package, the whole Castellans of the package. Is it is it crap by default or is it because it's because it's restricted to only taking primaris models. What do you think? Do we have two more strats to go through before we do that? Or we do. <laughs> it's another page. I totally <laughs> forgot. All right. Next, uh, next up, PCP. They've got more. Just, but, but wait, there's more. So this is take the fight to them. Use this stratagem in your opponent's charge phase. Select one Castellans of the Rift unit from your army until the end of the phase. That unit is eligible for a heroic intervention, as if it were a character. And that unit is eligible for a heroic intervention within six instead. And each time the unit makes a heroic intervention, its models can move six. So they just have. Freaking two CP heroic intervene six yeah, inches. Yeah, not as good as you know sanguinary guard or whatever. Being able to do it for really really cheap or harlequins, you know what I mean. But, uh, but being able to just for two CP heroic with any unit, and this is any unit. This is not like infantry. This is like dread. Insane, right? Like redemptor dreadnought heroicing six inches just to, to like punch you. Like it's. 
this is that one that one is also a game winning stratagem <laughs> if used well i'm in i'm in i'm incredulous i'm incredulous at how good these stratagems are yep they're really really good like they are a lot of cp right so you're going to be spending a lot of CP to make this happen, but you know if you don't spend a lot of CP at the top of the of the list building, and you have a lot of CP to burn through, then this is the kind of stuff that's going to be very useful as the game like progresses. Agreed, agreed. Well, in part two, we're going to start talking about some list building with some of this stuff, and I'm going to be advocating this 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 army is a battalion only. You only ever can still consider taking a battalion because the CP is so good here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, CP is fantastic. It's a, it's a resource that's worth budgeting. And then the last stratagem we have is called Defense in Depth. Use a stratagem at the start of the first battle round, before the first turn begins. You can select up to three different castlands of the Rift units from your army. Each of those can make a normal move. They cannot end this move within nine inches of enemy models or within nine of your opponent's deployment zone. If both players have units that can do this, the player whose turn is taking the first turn moves their units first. You can only do this once. And this is in combination with we're ultramarines, so we also have a redeploy strategy, right? Like, don't forget, they're getting a they can just pick three units to now forward deploy. And this is a normal move. This isn't just like a six inch move or three inch move. This is a full outriders moving 14 inches or, you know, like. Like even the chaplain, like it's not, it's not restricted to core. It's like any unit. You know? So literally, the only thing I was about to say they don't have was a redeploy. But Ultramarines right. give that to them, so I was about to say, oh, it's not that big a deal because Ultramarines give it to them. Blah blah yep. blah blah. Um, that's all good. But no, they do. They have another one. <laughs> they decided that they should have two. One hundred percent. These guys are yeah, amazing. They, 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 and, and of course, Primaris. I feel like you know the writing is on the wall. Marines moving forward. I think are going to be mainly focused on primary Marines. The the firstborn Marines are going to be going into Legend, or most people will be playing Horus Heresy for that. So you can kind of yeah. see where their head's at. Like they want Space Marines to be killing so, and hold objectives and yeah. be really like just aggressive, you know, getting people's faces, that sort of thing. Exactly right. So just putting it out there, like so theoretically you could scout move three impulses. Yep. Yeah. Full, Full of, of dudes, blade guard right? or something, yeah. And just turn one swamp people yeah. or swamp the middle of the table. Or whichever one they try and kill first gets a five up feel no pain because it's on an objective. The other ones heroically intervene to defend their, their mid-board objectives um, with, you know, baby transhuman or regular transhuman if you spend more CP. And then you charge them, oh, they're plus one to hit. Oh, you half killed them, they're extra AP and re-rollings to wound. It's it's just all good stuff. I mean, I, I'm already, my head's reeling because I'm like, Vanguard veterans would be so good in this army. <laughs> this would be this would make Vanguard vets like a powerhouses again because they've been they've been falling off a little bit. Holy crap! This is a really good supplement. This might be the best supplement. Yeah, I love I've seen. it because it's very. It's like ah, it's like four. Strife, yeah, cult of strife, all that. <laughs> that goes without saying. Okay, we're talking we're talking just witches are better than everything. But um, but I love the fact that it's like four pages. Well, three and third of a page, and. I, and I wouldn't be surprised if I start seeing some Castlelands of the Rift at a tournament near you. Yeah, dude, literally 100%. I think if you are not like locked into a strategy, like a Blood Angel strategy, or a, um, if you're not locked into specialist units for your chapter, if you're if you're just playing vanilla Space Marines, like a, a Salamanders, Raven Guard, what you know, whatever they may be, White Scars, give these guys a go. Like, just give them a go. They might be better for your playstyle. I mean, I. I feel, but I feel like this this army more than anything is kind of sandboxed by how good X Y Z primaries units are. Is is a bulk gun good in the current meta? 
cool, if the bolt gun is good, this army is going to be good because you've got to take a crap load of bolt guns by default. Bunch of intercessors, incursors, infiltrators, heavy intercessors, all packing bolt guns. Right now, bolt guns don't do a damn thing. So you're going to have to do your work in combat. But then in combat, you've only got two units. You've got blade guard and you've got aggressors. Aggressors can't go in transport, so they're slow as all hell. And aggressors, sorry, a blade guard need of transport, which is expensive. And yeah, anyway, this this is a snowballing effect of can you make the because all the all the rules make sense and are powerful. Can you make the units make sense? Is now I think the argument. But we'll talk that about that in part two. I can't two. wait. We got to keep this joke because I think uh, with armor contempt and like primary space marines, like you know. Space Marines have some play. Uh, you know, of course, Blood Angels have taken the spotlight, but I think there's like a lot of hidden gems that folks might want to like look into, dive into, and and kind of cook something up in the kitchen that that could do well yeah. and consistently well at events. Well, it's because the we'll talk about it. We should die no, We'll talk about it. Stay tuned <laughs> for part, part right. two, where we go over <laughs> how to win with your Castlands of the Rift Primaris Space Marine army. I'm excited by them. I'm. Jeez, oh, I could, I, I could I totally tell, Adam. I think whip, whip them out. I think I can hear the drool hitting the microphone. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got the Warp Meld Pack. For those following at home, this is page sixty-eight. This is an army of renown. So we just went through a supplement, which usually in a supplement gives you a little bit more than an army of renown. An army of renown usually comes with terms and conditions about what you can play in it, just like this, that supplement did. But that supplement is just saying primaries only. Um, most supplements usually don't have restrictions like that. Um, but an army of renown brings to you a bunch of. Uh, restrictions as what units you can and can't take but it also gives you a bunch of inbuilt benefits and then it usually has one to two wall of trades relics and, and a, you know, a handful of stratagems um tell me about the restrictions on the warp meld pack this is for t-sons if those people who don't okay. know so i've seen the warp meld pact be used a few times and i'll put it in the simplest terms that help me remember what the warp meld pack does is if you remember there is a army renowned for the death guard for the terminus est right that yeah, strike force. Right. Yep. That was Poxwalkers and Terminators. Yeah, essentially. No vehicles. Yeah. This one could be pretty much Zangors and Terminators. Like you can take more than yeah. that, but if you if you were thinking about it and want to get the most out of it, I think it's Zangors and Terminators. So you're looking at Rubik Terminators and then Zangors. So that's kind of what yep. I would look at it with. But in this restriction, so it is an army of renown. You cannot include any named characters, so no Armand, no Magnus, right? Uh, all units in your army must be Thousand Sons. You cannot include any vehicle, demon, or cultist units. Um, and you cannot mm -hmm. have any units that know any psychic powers from Discipline of Vengeance. So there's you have access to the one Discipline of Zinch, I think, but there's a Vengeance discipline yep. you don't get access to. So some of the more powerful powers you don't get access to. The detachments in your army do not get the Mere Servants ability from Codex Thousand Sons, and your army must include more Bray units than the total number of Rubric Marines or Scaravacult Terminators in each detachment. Now, it's important to note, Bray is a specific keyword that only the troop choice Zangors have. So it's not held, but you can't just take small three goat units of um, Enlightened Correct. or whatever to, to fill that out. You have to actually take Zangors. Correct. The benefits, you all gain the warp mount pack keyword, you get access to the ruler, trace the relics, and the, the blah, blah, blah. Um, units in your army do not gain the Brotherhood of Sorcerers ability. Exalted Sorcerers, Infernal Master Sorcerers, Zangors, and Chaos Spawn units in your army gain the Touch by Zinch. Uh, let's just go over those. Models in this unit, this is the Touch by Sensibility, rather. They have a 5 plus invulnerable save. 
Each time a model in this unit would lose a wound as a result of a mortal wound, you have a 5 plus shrug. And at the start of the first battle round before the first turn begins, models in this unit can make a normal move of up to 6 inches. They cannot end this move within 9 inches of any models. Both players have this ability. Um, you can uh, you play who's taking the first turn moves the units first. Um, you also get strength of the Bray Herd. At the start of your psychic phase, if this unit is within 6 of a friendly warp mail packed Zangor unit, um, whose combined model count is 15 or more, they generate an additional Cabal point. That's kind of cute. That's similar to what the um, the Weird Boys used to do for Orcs. Yeah. And then we go into the Warlord traits. You want to take it away there? So if a Warp-Meld character model is your Warlord, you can have this Warlord trait. It's called Manipulator of Reality. So at the start of the first battle round, after any units from your army performed a normal move as the because of the Touched by Zinch ability, you can select up to three friendly Zangor units. So this is not Bray units, it's any Zangor unit. You can remove the unit from the battlefield, set them up anywhere on the battlefield that's wholly within your deployment zone, and if the mission you're playing uses strategic reserves, you can put them into strategic reserve without using additional commandments. AKA, you get, uh, you can redeploy up to three Zangor units after doing your pregame moves. Yeah, so you can scout move up to up to six inches, do the little redeploy, and 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 then you know what's your opponent, you know, be threatened by that or deploy really defensively because of it, and then pick him up and chuck him in reserve, pick him up and put him back in deployment zone. Um, I like the interplay there. I like that little bit of smoke and mirrors. Yeah, That's cool. Uh, you, you'll see that with this supplement. It's very much that sort of like smoke, mirrors, you know, high big units of troops and stuff. Uh, you know, and then mm. once we go into like what we think of it specifically, it is very stylized. I think there's like a bit of strength to it and it builds off of what is strong in the meta 4,000 suns right now, which is Terminators. And, and you know, you can just... Yep. You know, giving Zangor's all just a, like a five-up impulse save and like you know that sort of thing makes them annoying to get rid of because uh, they are decent toughness. Mm. But we'll get to that in a second. What about the relic? Okay, so the relic is a diamond of distortion. It's a Zangor shaman model only. In your command phase, select one friendly warp mail packed Zangor or warp mail packed chaos spawn unit within nine inches of the bearer. Until start of your next command phase, models in that unit have a four plus invulnerable save. That's pretty potent, um, if I do say my, so myself. So you can have. Um, two units with of spawn with four up involves now. Is that correct? I'm I'm a huge fan of spawn in this uh, in this army of Renown. Me too. I think spawn do very well in this army of Renown, Personally, I think so too. You could almost add spawn as one of the when you said Z this is Zangor's ter and Terminators. This could be Zangor spawn and Termies. As, as was what I was, I was yeah. going to say. This is really good. Four up involves is just so crazy when you think about the about the other buffs. The fact you that you can just pick a unit. There's no. There's no psychic mm. power. There's no, you know, it's just a relic. You just pick a unit, pick it a four pinball. Yep. That that is, you know, you don't have to roll for it. You don't have to. You just have to be in range. Correct. Uh, that makes it incredibly Correct. reliable, and and so you can count on it, right? And that's very important. All right, Kabbal they have a cabalistic ritual specific to they them. They do. Once so about, basically, mate. you get the Bray change, which is a six cabal points. Uh, so you use it before taking a psychic test for a blessing or malediction. When taking that psychic test, you can roll one additional d6. So if the result of the test is ten or more and is not denied, now this is additional d6. You just add it all together. Like you don't, you don't like yeah. take yeah. two or anything like that. Um, if it's ten or more and it's not denied, you can select one friendly Zangor unit, not just Bray, so any Zangor unit within nine of the priest. And if that unit is Bray, the, you can return up to two D3 destroyed models to the unit. Otherwise, you return D3 destroyed models to the unit with their full wounds remaining. And this, yeah, this is when you've cast another Psychic Power. So you've just done a smite, you know. Well, it's only... You've got a 
Oh yeah, malediction. Well, a malediction is yes. is a smite a malediction? No, so so you're right. It's a uh, warp fire. Yeah, it's yeah. A, so it'd be yeah. a blessing um, or a malediction, but a but yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Buffer a debuff, yeah. and um, yeah, you just pay six bar points and then just get a minimum of D three back. Oh, sorry, if it's ten or more, and yeah, two D three if it's Zangor. So, um, a D three. So that's D. Is that D three spawn? Oh, that's no, Zangor. So it's D three enlightened, yeah. or yeah, or not. Or I 2D3, think you're mainly going um, to be Zangle, using yeah. it for just like the troops, because the way that this the you know you probably don't want to take regular um, thousand sun rubric marines because they lose their invulnerable save and things like that. Like they lose yeah. a lot, quite a bit. However, Terminator just have an invul save because of the fact that they have Terminator armor, yeah, right? Terminator. So yeah, exactly. so they don't lose much for being in the warp meld pact, and so you can take your troops as Bray and have large blocks of Bray infantry. That have a good invul, you know, and you can just bring back up to six bottles with just this alone every single turn, right? Or every single psychic phase, yeah. Uh, to kind of cycle them through and make them a lot harder to get rid of, and that you know that helps you hold objectives and, and just kind of clog up the exactly mid-order. right. Well, and I'm assuming this will be governed by the other precedents with you know reanimation, where you can't you know do daisy chains and other silly things when returning models. Otherwise, there are no restrictions on how you bring models well, back. WTC, you can reach out, sure, but in like ITC, yeah. Right, you could you could no, daisy for it, chain yeah. <laughs> everything you wanted to. Yeah, yeah. You got six guys back. Well, that's like you know another eight nine inches of spread you can get. Um, charges are so much easier. Like, uh, yeah. Imagine if you uh, were to use the the crystal, right? And you move a unit that took some some damage. You like teleport one of the bray units that took damage earlier to a yep. new place. Get two d three back, and, and now that's not a nine. What a charge! Charge. That's like a four inch charge. Yeah. You know? Yeah, man. I hope I hope we start getting some governing. <laughs> this is how all things are returned okay, to. Okay, we're units. talking about anyway. petulant whack player stuff here. Okay, just saying. We are petulant. Just saying. <laughs> that's how that works. <laughs> yeah. All right. Over to the stratagems. Reality unbound. One CP. Use this stratagem in your shooting or fight or the fight phase. Uh, when a warp meld packed Zangor enlightened unit from your army is selected to shoot or fight. Until the end of the phase, each time model in that unit makes an attack with a Fate Caster Great Bow or Divining Spear, improve the AP characteristics of that attack by two. Uh, one CP for plus I two AP really like this seems stratagem. to be a good one. Okay, I'm just going to say right good here, one CP. I love this stratagem. The stratagem is good. Um, the fact that you know the, the little sniper rifles or the little sniper bows, they always hit on twos, Bows, right? Yeah. I think they're just rend one, so they go up to rend uh, AP three with this. And yep. you know, now that bodyguard has changed, like that's very dangerous for like light characters, right? That don't have a lot of wounds. And yeah. in close combat, yeah. the the Bray Zangor enlightened with their divining spears, they're like decent. They're two damage each. Like they they're decent strength. They've got a so, decent number of attacks. And then going plus two AP means that they can get through that armor contempt. They can actually do damage in combat. Yeah, they don't survive. But it just gives them a chance to do. No, some they don't. <laughs> they yeah. got they got their their toughness fall with a five minute yeah, they, they, they die. die. But the divining the divining spear will be hitting at plus one strength at AP three with two yeah. damage. Um. So and their strength four base. So it'll be strength five. They're very good yeah. marine killers. And um, for like fifty six points that price for point. unit of three or whatever, you know, or unit of four. Why yeah. Not? Like you don't you're not investing a lot of points into that unit. Agreed. All right. What's the next? Zangor onslaught for one CP. In you're in the fight phase, so yours and your opponents. You select a warp melt pack bray unit from your army. As we noticed, that's just the troop ones. Until the end of the phase, each time a model in that unit makes a pile in or consolidation move, it can move an additional three inches. Hmm. Um, the nuance handy of when you got a plan winning the game 
right? You know, the nuance of winning the game in the fight yep. phase and the technical nuance of moving and consolidating and piling in, like that part of the game is so important that a one CP strat to double your pile in moves can win you games. Like it's this is Agreed. this is a low key will win you a game if you use it well. It's piling as well. So if somebody's charged you, you can pile into another yeah. combat. Another combat, get more in, like get equidistant yeah. between this and this to get out of combat. Like there's just so many things you can do that like that this is a very powerful mechanic. Like anything that gives you extra movement, especially in the fight phase, is incredibly powerful. Agreed. All right, next up is Gift of Change. This is one CP. Use a stratagem in your psychic phase when an enemy character unit is destroyed. Set up a new warp mount pack chaos spawn unit from your army on the battlefield within six of that unit and not within engaged range of any enemy units. That chaos spawn unit contains one model. And if you are playing a game that, that uses the points limit, this does not uh, cost any reinforcement points. Um, and so there's some crap back crusade. Um, with one CP to just, uh, my character died I, and I want to spawn is hilarious. I don't know if you're ever going to do it. Well, the fact that it's, it's no, you don't need summoning points for this, it's just a yeah. CP and it's in your psychic phase. It's cute. So, like, if you smite a character <laughs> to death, you get free spawn for a CP. Like, it might not yeah. feel like a lot, but then you, that spawn can then charge something or, you know, it can, like, yeah. It can go and, tie up a tank, or the, you know, it, or like yeah. run in and contest an objective, or and the fact that it was a, free, it's now got a five up invul and it's just annoying. Mm-hmm. You know, it's great. Like it's really cool to turn the tides on little MSU mm-hmm. characters as well. I mean, guard already hate this because <laughs> you're like, uh, we're just gonna direct damage your three wound platoon commander. Cool chaos spawn. Uh, it's. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cute. I like it a lot. Um, the fact it's enemy characters, it makes it a lot more funny as well. If it was your own characters, you're changing your own like. Now you can only use it once for battle though. High. So it's that like, just make sure you have a free spawn handy because you're probably. I did blah 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 as much as you can. Good call because I saw crusade rules and I just like I my eyes went out of focus automatically. So <laughs> it is once per battle. I did forget <laughs> yeah. to say that warp meld spawn. So we were talking about spawn being an integral part of this book. Use a stratagem before the battles pre-game strat when you're mustering your army. Select a chaos spawn unit from your army. So add plus one to their strength. Add plus one to their toughness for one CP. Where we? So strength and toughness yeah, six. That's no that's no joke considering they have a five up invul, potentially a four up invul if you take that relic. And dude, no restriction on how many nope. times you can do this. So you got you can have three units of spawn in your army. Make them all super you know, spawn. Restrictions. You can make them all super spawn. Tough all toughness six spawn. I like that yep. a lot, man. That that was that is a powerful requisition strategy. Like, that is a very good mm-hmm. one. Yeah, I agree. Okay, and we know strength six is a big break point at the moment. There's so much toughness five infantry, especially with, with Tyranids. They're all, you know, they're all functioning off toughness five infantry. Um, so getting tough, getting to strength six is a huge breakpoint. All right, blessed transmutations is two CP. Use a stratagem in your command phase. Select one warp mail packed psycho model from your army for each friendly Zangor unit within six of that model. Um, if that unit has the break keyword, return a D three plus one destroyed models with their full wounds remaining. Otherwise, return one destroyed model with their full wounds remaining. Uh, this feels pretty good. How do you, yeah, what do you think, good, man? Two CP, two CP and it's much? for each friendly unit, right? So as long as you have hmm. all your Zangor Bray units or Zangor units close to one of your psychers, every unit gets D3 plus one if they're Bray. Other, like your Enlightened, get one model each. It's like a super apothecary for two CP every turn. Yeah. And then one of your units in with a Kabbalistic Ritual can get two D3 models back. So essentially you can have one yeah. unit heal three D3 plus one 
every single turn, yep. like with Bray. So you can have a unit almost completely destroyed and have up to, you know, 10 models just return to that unit. Yeah, automatically back yeah. over half strength. Uh, if you're playing in ITC, you can string them out and be silly with that sort of thing. And this is in your command phase, so it's before you score points too, which is yeah. ma- ma- massively important when you're trying to like outnumber someone on an objective or uh, get closer yeah, in the dude. movement phase or get onto an objective that you weren't on originally. You know, this is something very fun where you could have like, you know, those random um, objectives that are in the open that your opponent can see and shoot. So you put a model yeah. on that objective and then you string the rest of them behind a building and your opponent can see that one model and shoots you and kills, I don't know, five, three or four Zankors. So you remove the one that they can see that was on the objective because you needed your stranglehold or whatever. And then in your command phase, you just bring those models back, right? Regrow. And then you hold yeah, your objective back onto again, it. right? Uh, so, mm-hmm. so there's a this is a this this it used well i think this could this could be very good agreed um all right next up twisted mirage for two cp use it in your opponent's charge phase when a psychic character unit from your army is selected as a target of a charge if that unit is not yep. within engagement range of any enemy units it can make a normal move of up to six inches until the end of the phase that unit cannot fire overwatch or set to defend and then your opponent can select new targets for the charge so two cp make a character like redeploy basically so it's very similar to the yeah. light harlequin stratagem right yeah um except it's just for characters now you could kind of use that this is to, you know potentially combine with the one where your units can her- heroically intervene when a character gets yeah. charged you can kind of get a unit closer or like get them away or i think there's some cool there's tricks with this absolutely um you can like i mean this is a get out of jail card when you've stuffed up or your opponent's done a, a crafty maneuver you didn't see but it's also a bait and switch it's also ah oh, you thought you were going to get this juicy exalted sork haha <laughs> cool you can just charge nothing or maybe this unit of what i wanted you to charge this unit of four up 10 scarab call terminators yeah <laughs> yeah four up in most ball yeah here's, here's your choice of the dying douche in the turn sandwich i like that a lot i think it's cool to have i, I it's not going to come up that often um, but I do love it's in there. Uh, last one is Ethereal Existence. This is one CP. You just drag them in your movement phase when a warp mount packed Zangor unit from your army is selected to move until the end of the turn. Each time uh, that unit makes a normal move, advances, falls back, or it makes a charge move. Until that move is finished, models in that unit can be horizontally through models and terrain features. They cannot finish and move on top of it, one another or its base. Or sorry, top of another model or his base. Um, this is cool. So you just get to go through walls, go through models. You just get to kind of flip that for a turn, right? Crates, I think is the biggest thing, right? So ah, oh, impossible. Yeah. So so that's like one of the best things to use this for is you can just kind of get through or behind a screen or through a screen, right? And uh, especially because it's in the normal move, advance, fall back. It means your infantry. Like one of the best ways to use hordes of Zangors is to tag and clog up your opponent's movement and your opponent's like ability to shoot what they want and things like that and the combination of zango onslaught for the extra three inch on the pylon with the ability to you bring them back to life with the ability to just charge through units and through terrain can make it one unit just very good at like just harassment right harassment pinning your opponent yeah. in their zone clogging the works yeah. up you know that sort of thing uh so that is the end of the rules for the what pact what do you make of the total package you know it's not a cult of duplicity you know it's not a cult of time terminator spam list you know what i mean mm-hmm. i do think it 
has play, but it's definitely not like a whack thing. I think it's more of a mid-table terror. Like you're going to run into it if somebody wants to play it well and they learned how to play it. There's some cool tricks that you can use in this book. Uh, you're still going to be focused mainly on Terminators, except you're going to have Spawn and like mm-hmm. Zangor blobs. So it's a different style of gameplay, but it's. I don't think it's going to be as prominent as the uh, like 30 time terminators or whatever yeah so to me it means this this when i look at this army i'm like okay so minimum i've got to have 30 zangor right three three units probably to fill out a, a, a detachment and have more zangor than my three units of terminators two yeah. units of terminators or you whatever. Do two and two in a in a patrol or something yeah yeah so to me when i get a army renowned like that well i i look at what they're making me take and then i look at how good i can make the thing that they're making me take so i have to take zangors so how good can i make zangors i can make them durable and i can regrow them I can't make them kill anything. I can't make them any better at holding anything. I can't like the, my issue with Zangos is they don't do anything. They they, they you're just, just making the stuff up. that's going to end works. up. That's all they do. Yeah, 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 exactly. But you have to invest a lot of points in them to make them clog up stuff. You got to take sixty to 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 have a any kind of a horde effect on the table. So I think that all the rules are good. I just wish Zangors had something that gave them a, a strat or a warlord trait that actually made them kill more, like a, a, a plus one attack to a unit, a rend, like rend three on sixes or something, exploding attack, something that make the, make the light infantry um, heavy lift a little bit more. Because that's just right now, you're going to have 20 Zangors charge something with armor of contempt and it's not going to do anything. It's just going to do They'll nothing. It's just right going to stay there. Bounce right off, yeah. And so, as and while they'll take a, lo- a while to kill, it's the it's the poxwalker effect. Yeah, cool. Poxwalkers are hard to kill too. They don't do anything. Um, you know. Uh, so you were right with the comparison with the Terminus Strike Force because it seems like it's the same thing. You can you re rack you can re rack unit of poxwalkers as well. Doesn't make them a good unit still. It makes them better than they were, but doesn't make them good enough to hold up a whole arch- a whole archetype. To me, the spawn is what should be holding up this archetype. This is the I want to take three max units of spawn. I build. love the spawn in, in, in my build. head. I think spawn. Yeah. Spawn are like the secret source. Like you take a couple of units of Zangors, which you can regrow. They're you know a little bit more durable than regular Zangors. You get your blocks of Terminators, say twenty Terminators, to do most of the killing. Yep. Right, like their bolters are going to be really good. You can have an Infernal Monster in there, or whatever. You can do a variety of different things. And then you take some Zangor, maybe a couple of small units of Zangor Enlightened to do some like suicide charges mm-hmm. or like forward movement or redeploy them or like tackle a little unit of five space marines or whatever every once in a while. And then you've got your spawn. You know, you've got, and then you can kind of beef one up with a four of Invol and let it loose and then beef the next one up yep. and then let that one loose. And then you've got like three turns of spawn up your sleeve and then the, the terminators you know what i mean Are the next sort of like wave yeah i i love that plan i love the plan of like re- to pulling the ripcord on three individual units of spawn in the first three turns of the game double moving they're all toughness six and whatnot and then just having a you know possibly you have a second wave of zangors um and then you know the terminators just come mop up turn four turn five when they, nothing can kill them anymore that's the kind of build i think works best there what the other thing that sucks is no Ironman. And to me, Ironman is almost auto-take in, in T-Suns. He's just so good. Three powers per turn. You get to reel all your casts. He's not bad in combat. He's quite durable compared to the rest of the other caster characters. I love Ironman. So yeah, losing him, I mean, losing losing Magnus, whatever. But yeah, losing Ironman seems to be, I feel like, is a, is a decent loss. But anyway, moving on, we're up to your bread and butter, baby. We're up to the coteries of the homunculi. This is page 
Uh, 84, for those following at home, this is an army of renown, so it comes with restrictions. And the restrictions here is that all units in your army must come from the Homunculus Covens or the Blades for Hire. And your ward must have the Homunculus Covens keyword. So easy, Allah, you can take Drizar, you can take Incubi and Scourges, but Drizar can never be your warlord. And, sorry, and Mandrakes, of course. Um, what are the benefits here? Okay, so all units in your army gain the coteries all units this is all units gain coteries of the homunculi keyword this is massively important because a lot of the stratagems interact with this keyword which yep. uh, means your incubi get it your mandrakes get it your scourge get it you know the and then everything else gets it as well uh you have access to a couple of warlord traits relics and stratagems and homunculus coven units specifically homunculus coven units in your army gain the driven by fear ability which is a four-tiered thing. So number one, they can never gain their Drukari obsession. So even though you might build this yep. army, and the keyword says prophets of the flesh or artists of flesh or dark creed, you will never get the benefit of that obsession. You know, you won't regain wounds as a prophet of flesh or have many transhuman. You won't like have a leadership debuff or plus one to hit. You know, stuff that's like lower leadership than you, etc. However. It means that you are still that coven for things like relics, will of traits, and stratagems, you know, that sort of thing. Correct. However, you just don't yeah. get the benefit, which um, you know, makes sense. However, instead of that, each time this unit is selected as a target of an attack, if the unit is below half strength, then if a model in this unit would lose a wound on a 4+, plus, that wound is not lost. Yeah, well, um, that's really good. <laughs> it means that, like, if you're, say, taking 20 racks, the first 11 are about as normal to kill as normal racks. They have a 5-up ignore damage, and they have their 6-up in bolt. But as soon as you target the unit, and say the unit is at 9 now, the last 9 are like almost twice as hard to kill, because now they have a 4-up yeah. yeah. ignore damage. That's, fa that's, that's fantastic. Each time a model in this unit would lose a wound as a result of a mortal wound, if the unit is below half strength on a four plus, that wound is not lost. Now this means that it's it's weird. Like with normal damage, you only get the four plus if the unit was at under fifty percent when it was selected as the target. But with mortal wounds, it happens yep. as soon as they become under fifty, then they get a four up against mortals. So it's interesting that it has like a two different caveats there. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that I need to make that yeah. distinction. You could have just worded the first dot point better and it would have been all inclusive. But uh, and last but not least Units with this rule are eligible to fall back and charge for free. This is the, that's, that's the big so one. That's good. the big ticker. So t t turn two comes around, and you can't just they advance and charge and fall back and charge army wide. And that's it's big, guys. That's so big. Good. So um, massive. As in, can't be tied up, can't be slowed yep. down. Uh, just going to go and go and go. Um, first of the wall of traits is calculating gaze. This is an aura. While a friendly Hamonka Coven core unit is within six of this warlord, each time a model in that unit makes an attack, reroll hit roll of one. So turn a um, turn a homunculus into a captain, yep. essentially. Um, what's the schemer supreme? While this warlord is on the battlefield, each time your opponent spends a command point to use a stratagem, you can roll a d6 on a five plus. You gain a command point. So it's per command point spent five up. You regain command points. That's one I have found incredibly sure. useful. Yeah, then the only issue is I feel like your opponent can decide to throttle it if they want by just refusing to use sure. CP, but there aren't many armies that can go if, more. If you want to, that is completely fine by me. 
Well, it's kind of job done, right? If you've taken this wall of trait and they don't want to use strats, you're like, well, that's also a win. Um, and the last one here is Artist of Dark Alchemy. Once per turn, after rolling to determine the number of attacks made with a weapon by a friendly homunculus coven core model whose unit is within six of this warlord, the warlord can use his ability. If it does so, you can reroll the number of attacks made with that weapon until the end of the phase. Each time uh, you roll to determine the number of attacks made with that weapon, you can re-roll the result. So once per turn, one unit within six of this warlord can re-roll the amount of shots. And that's worded in a it's really It's worded in a really way. convoluted way, but namely liquefy guns, right? Like you're just getting yep. number yep. of hits with liquefy guns. And don't forget, it's homunculus, uh, you know, uh, it's um, uh, like it's core. So sadly, the Kronos uh, don't qualify for that anymore. But it would have been fun to use it on Kronos as well. You would have been, yeah. Which of those hits you as the best? I like, I like the Captain's Aura is like one that you're probably going to use a lot, and then Schema Supreme is is another good one. This uh, I have found that this um, army is very CP hungry. Getting an additional yep. Kamal point on a five plus has been game winning. It has been fantastic, very very good to have, especially late game when you start running out of Kamal points. Yeah. Exactly right. So, all right, take us to the relic. Okay, so there are four different relics. One is called the Transfuser of Excruciation. So Love it. <laughs> it's a model armed with an Icar injector, so a, a homunculus. This relic replaces their Icar injector. Essentially, it is a weapon with just an ability. Each time the bearer fights, you can only make one attack with this weapon. If you score a hit, the target suffers one mortal wound and the attack sequence ends. So that is what an Icar Injector does. But this Relic one adds the following. Each time a unit, excluding vehicle units, suffers a mortal wound from this weapon, until the end of the battle, that unit is poisoned and suffers minus one ballistic skill, weapon skill, and strength for the rest of the game. <laughs> so that's, well, If when you're, you've got to run onto an objective and you've got to charge something, you don't want to charge, you know, you need a Sangard, you need a, some absolute brutalizer, you need of nine warriors or raveners or something. You're like, oh, I'm going to lose my unit of 20 racks in like a turn or two at, at best. You go in there and use this guy to debuff him. It, it, I, yeah. The way I, I'm looking at it is I want to send this guy into a unit of crisis suits and just be like, Oh, you know, there's minus one ballistic skill, weapon skill, and strength. You know, the ballistic skill alone would make that crisis unit cry. It's know? huge. And the fact that you just have yeah, to they, even if they one wound and it's for the rest of the game. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Do Hamonks hit on twos hit or on threes twos. in combat? And then they get plus one to hit. Yeah, so well, one turn three. Yeah. yeah, one two plus to hit to make them perma minus. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. good. I mean, if, you, if you're going to. If you're and you can, can you put this on the super oh, yes. homunculus, the yeah, one that stands back up? Any homunculus, yeah. Relic. So now we'll go into this in part two, but there's some really cool tricks that you use with this and some of the stratagems and stuff. Yeah, that, that if you put it all together works really nicely. Nice. All right, next up is a mask of torment. Coder is the homunculi ability, sorry, model only. At the start of the morale phase, select one enemy within 12 of the bearer until the starting next command phase. Uh, subtract four from the leadership characteristic of models in that unit. Um, so it just it's literally just for uh, it's, if it's in your morale phase it goes no, the into, all the way through phase. their turn yeah that's what that's what i mean it goes all the way through their turn otherwise if it's their morale phase it just goes till the start like literally one more phase to the start of your command phase um but minus four is a lot that's a lot that's enough for you to kill one custody bike and make and make one more run right yeah well it means that you could combine it with like you know grizzly oh, wait, trophies or no, whatnot, leadership 11 right Never so mind. you're looking at grizzly trophies yeah. combining with this so you do minus four minus two so it's minus six um it does mean that you can like yeah. make you know quote unquote heavier leadership units run away is it one that you're going to take all the time eh, 
yeah, probably not. You know, it's not. It's very situational <laughs> enough that if you yeah. like, if you're just playing at a in a crusader for fun, sure. You know, what I mean, if you're playing against your friend who's like, yeah, take this sanguinary guard. You know, minus four leadership. But then don't <laughs> forget, you still have insane courage or whatnot, and and that's just a thing. Yeah. People just auto pass that unit. All right, next up is Stinger Engorged Pistol. It's a pistol relic. That's why I wanted to do it. Uh, it places a Stinger Pistol. It's got range 12. It's pistol 5, people. Strength 2, 0 AP, 1 damage. It's poison 2 plus. Each time the bear is selected to shoot after resolving its attacks, if any models in an enemy unit, excluding vehicle units, lost one or more wounds from those attacks until the end of the turn, each time a friendly model makes an attack against that enemy unit, uh, improve the AP characteristics of the attacks by one. So five shots just need to get a wound through with your five shots that are going to hit on twos, wound on twos, with zero AP. But if you do a wound, everyone gets extra rend against them in melee. This is almost good enough. Uh, if, it had, <laughs> if it had like one AP, right? One AP or ignores or cover. Like it or... just needed that one little thing to just make it. Because I'm like, <laughs> I would love to make that happen. But five shots, twos and yeah. twos, so you get wound four times. Just a space marine. On average, you might do one wound into unit you know, space marines. But all it takes is for them to like CP reroll something or just be in cover yeah. and then get two up saves, and then nothing goes through. I mean, because you, you, when you're tr- when you're taking this, it's because you're betting on your homunculuses or your grots who might not be able to grotesque. That is being able to punch through something they couldn't punch through otherwise. And so your opponent can see that, being like, "Hey, we can't beat you if we don't let if you don't sail this save." And they're like, "Well, I'm just going to reroll yeah. this uh, two up." And uh, so if it was like the transfuser, <laughs> where it's like it does a mortal wound, you know what I mean? Uh, then yeah, sure, that yeah, yeah, would yeah. be really good. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> they gave it five shots, people. Five shots to do a yeah. wound and armor of contempt. Get like, out of my uh, armor head. Armor plus get, cover. Moving plus on. Cover. Okay, yeah. the biotargeting yeah. orb. <laughs> um, homunculus uh, model only, of course, or coterie homunculus. At the start of the first battle round, select one enemy unit that's not a vehicle. Until the end of the battle, the bearer gains the following aura. Uh, while a friendly yep. coven core or character unit within is within six inches, each time a model in that unit makes an attack against the enemy unit you selected, you get plus one to hit, basically. So it's very similar to that ultramarine relic where they get to pick a unit and get like reroll hits and wounds against it or something, or the the, the astromilitarum warlord trait, ancient grudges or whatnot, except it's just... Yep. It's okay. Like, it's it's nothing to write home about. I think the biggest one here is the transfuser. I think that one's fantastic. I think the transfuser makes a lot of janky sense. I agree. It's Yeah, that one's probably my favorite. Even then, I'm not, not even sure that makes 100% I of the cuts. I didn't but take it in my good. competitive list because I took the Vexator yeah. mask instead. Right. I was I was about to say you you could take yeah. the Vexator mask in this build and that as your one of or two of because I don't think the, I don't think the, I usually don't see three relics in no. a lot of Drakari armies no. anymore. I, I've only been taking yeah. two and I'm thinking of going down to one. So we'll 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 one. talk about yeah. that when we build a list together, shall we? Ooh, spicy. Yeah. All right, onto these stratagems. The first one here is Rule Through Fear. This is one CP. You just strategize before the battle when you're mustering your army. Select one Codus of the Humunculi character model from your army until the end of the battle. Add three to the range of aura abilities. Each time the model uses an ability in your command phase, excluding aura abilities, add three to the range of that ability for that usage. You can use this stratagem once unless you're playing Strike Force, which is just ties, onslaught it three times. Is this any good, mate? Where, this is where really does this see you I really purchased? like this. You, you combine really good, this yeah? with, first of all, it means that the plus one toughness aura bubble goes from aura. six to nine, yeah. right? It's the huge. healing yeah. a Talos or a grotesque model goes from three to six, right? 
And if you take the um, captain rerolls, calculating gaze, that goes from six to nine as well. So all of a sudden you can have one homunculus very centralized in the battle, right? In the game itself. And that nine inch bubble is a huge 18 inch circle that goes and covers so much of the table. I've really enjoyed using this yeah. stratagem. Well, on so much of the time you see, especially when Thick City was everywhere, you see people charging out of their plus one toughness or is like all the damn time um just because you needed to get aggressive with that army and you need to go to the middle and then like turn one you always had it and then turn two and turn three half your army didn't have plus one toughness anymore um so this if this just changes that for one or two units in your army it's worth taking 100 uh yeah no makes sense now something that i'm curious is that it's very specific it says add three to range of aura abilities and then if it uses an ability in the command phase right? Add three to the range of the ability. So where does the ve- the Vexio mask come into play? I don't think it would fi- it would uh, apply to that. Uh, uh, Vexio is not aura ability. It's now to choose in the in engagement. Correct, yeah, right? and it's, it's not in engagement range, phase, right? unit. So I guess, you know, that would yeah, definitely so not work. It there. wouldn't get, no, it wouldn't get touched. Um, what's the next one? So the next one is called Art of Poisonry. Use it uh, in the requisition step, so before the battle, uh, until the Pick a homunculus core unit, each model that has a poison weapon, and this is coteries of the homunculus core unit, they get plus one to their poison. You can only use it once, or you can use it twice. So essentially, uh, racks have something called rack tools, which is a four plus poison in close combat, which means they can win things yep. on fours. You can just pay a command point at the start of the game to make their all their poison weapons a three plus, which then applies to things like their electric corrosive wit and stuff like that. Yeah. However, it is coteries of the homunculus instead of coven unit Ooh. which means you could oh. potentially take it on a giant unit of scourge for example and all of a sudden all the Correct. scourge who are core have a three up poison <laughs> shooting weapon that's true wow that I, whoa that's a, actually pretty cool which poison weapon do they have they have the shard carbines or yeah so they've the got the shard carbines and they can also take uh splinter cannons as well Right, so you could potentially yeah. build something around that, right? Which is kind of, uh, kind of handy, kind of fun. Like it's, it's definitely, and you, we'll talk about it in the list building thing. It's definitely one that you could say, okay, this big unit of racks is going to be really killy. But a lot of the times, I don't feel like it's worth it personally. Yeah. Totally fair. All right, next up is Wealth and Power. One CP is another requisition strat, so pregame. You discharge it before the battle when you're mustering your army. Select one coteries of the homunculi core unit from your army to the end of the battle. Each time model in that unit makes a ranged attack, add one to the strength characteristics of that attack. You can only use strategy once, otherwise, you know, on non-slot, you can use a strike force, use it twice, blah, blah, blah. Um, is this one that gets used? Because, like, homunculus armies aren't known for their damage. Well, I like doing this on a unit of 20 racks with five liquefy guns. Making their liquefy guns shrink five. Cute. Yeah, so yeah. that one's Nothing my favorite to use. But don't forget, you can use it on Scourge. So you could have Strength 9 Dark Lances, or Strength 9 Blasters, ah, or Strength 9 That's actually lances, a big deal. Or yeah. Strength 7 yeah. Shredders, right? So, like, you... And it also affect the poison weapons they have. So the poison weapons, instead of being Strength 2, would be Strength 3 or whatever, which, you know, might make a difference against Toughness 5 vehicles, for example. Because then they wound on 5s instead of 6s. So there's, like, there is certain play there. I've been using it on the Flamers, which is really fun. Coming down, like, nuking Harlequin transports and things like that has been hilarious um, with Strength 5 Lucifer guns. Um, now, if it was, if it was like, if Talos was still core, though. Whew, oh, whew, this would be nuts. This stratagem yeah. would be so good. Um, sadly, that's not the case. The bee's knees, as we Correct. would say. Next one is called Brutal Vivisection. One command point. 
Uh, use the stratagem in the fight phase when a coteries of the homunculi model from your army destroys a model in an enemy unit that's not a vehicle. The next time that enemy unit is selected to fight till the end of the phase, uh, each time a model in that unit makes an attack, they uh, have minus one to wound. Hmm. Yeah, so this one's really good. Charge in, you know, you can make you know, kill a model in a unit, spend a CP, that enemy unit is now minus one to wound the next time it attacks in that phase, which then means you can like keep your unit alive longer, right? Yeah, when you you know you're charging in and you're gonna take a decent cut back. This is a good this is a really yeah. good call. Uh you know, combi- yeah, so I really like that one. That one's that one's good. I don't use it as much as some of the other ones, but it's nice to have, say you're playing against Blood Angels or something, you charge in and you're like, okay, I need to kill a model. Kill a model, okay, now your minus one to wound will offset your plus one to wound on the first round of combat or whatever, yeah. right? So there's good ways to keep the horde alive. Spot on. Visions of Butchery is one CP. Up next, use this stratagem at the end of your charge phase. Select one enemy unit within engagement range of one or more coteries of the homunculi units from your army and roll a D6. On a 2+, plus until the start of your next charge phase, that enemy unit loses the objective secured ability. I don't love that it's a D6 and then you ro- you spend your CP and then you roll a 2+, plus and you have to have already made the charge as well. No, you don't have to so make it's a actually charge at the end of your charge phase. So like, you don't have to have made a charge. But, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, true, yeah, true, true, true. But the in enemy my turn. Be in so range. my turn uh, yeah. in the charge phase, yeah. yeah. It is a 2+, plus, but it's game and Like, it is so good. It absolutely. Yeah, I was about to say, apart apart from the, the extra T's and C's there, this is bread and butter. This, you should be planning to use this. It's so yeah. good. And it's any it's, Coteries uh, unit. So I could have my Incubi go like scare the upset out of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, kill the obsec out of you. Yeah, well, Incubi go in and you're gonna, you know, you're gonna kill five out of seven obsec somethings, and you're like, well, I spend one CP. It doesn't matter if I roll under because you're gonna lose obsec. I'm gonna have five Incubi to your two whatevers. Um, this is a big deal. I hate that it's still a two plus because you just know yeah, you're gonna roll a one. You know, yeah, and, and lose a game and lose a yeah, game. Yeah, um, that's right. It yeah. happens, but you know, it's nice to have it in the it back does. pocket. Yeah, last one, which I know is this the is best the one. third to last one, my good sir. There's this one and then of two. Of course. This is best. Mercies of the Homunculus. Use a stratagem in the fight phase when an enemy unit is destroyed by an attack made by a model in a coteries of the homunculi unit from your arm. Until the end of the battle, each time a model in that coteries of the homunculi unit would lose a wound on a four plus, that wound is not lost. Oof. I love this strategy so much, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear oh dear oh my are you playing msu into coteries of the homunculi don't let your stuff die don't I throw love, anything away i love, don't, I love oh my just God. sending full units of grotesques into things and like having them murder something and then just get a four appeal no bane for the rest Disgusting. of the game it's so good for one cp one cp or this should have like a it should oh it was about to say because the implications here is not that it's just i mean because you could use it on draz yep, can't you? you can use it on any unit i could do it on mandrakes if i wanted to if they got fancy and killed Yuck. something you know like it, it's just any unit yeah. kills something in combat and what's fun is if your opponent charges you and then you kill them in their combat phase and you get another unit or you can kill a unit with a giant block of 20 racks and all of a sudden they have a four of philopane from start to finish and it gets advance in charge fall back in charge like just uh, try come to grips with that so and shut good. it down you're never gonna <laughs> it's so good man this thing is this is the buy-in this is what you're paying yeah. for access to this stratagem is good enough to consider taking the coteries guys straight yep. up it's so potent all right next one is protect the great one one cp Use stratagem in any phase when a homunculus model from your army loses one or more wounds as a result of an attack made by an enemy model. Until the end of your next turn, each time a friendly homunculus coven core unit 
declares a charge that targets that enemy model's unit, you can reroll the charge. Each time a friendly Homunculus Coven core unit makes an attack against that enemy unit, you can reroll the hit roll and you can reroll the wound roll. So getting your Homunculus killed strategically has a lot mm -hmm. of value. And it's also worded specifically that you can't let your stuff blow up and then trigger this, which I think is good. Hmm? Like, it's, it's, it has to be done by an attack made by an enemy unit, yeah, by an yeah, enemy yeah, model. You so your Venom can't blow up next to a Homunculus Correct. and your superpower. Yeah, no, units, it's, yeah. This, one, this one is low-key incredibly powerful as well. Um, one of the yeah. reasons I love charging in with a Master Homunculus to pretty much anything, uh -huh. to force my opponent to either overwatch me and do damage or not overwatch me, um, and mm -hmm. then if they do overwatch me and say kill my homunculus, he's a master, so he can just get back up. And then everything else up, yeah. just goes and murders that unit. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, that's a great strat, fantastic yeah. strat. And you could—that's another one where you can just bait your opponent into into it. Because we're like, what you, you <laughs> wife the homunculus at the front of his army? Ha! Huh, I'm gonna make sure he pays for that mistake. And you're like, oh my god! Oh Jesus! No! No! <laughs> Drowning in like racks, just rerolling the hit and wound. Yes. It's very uh, strong. Yeah. Um, and it's, it works against anything, too. So, like, against knights and stuff, sometimes it can be really hard to kill, like, knights or things like really that. Hard. And getting yeah. your homunculus damaged is, like, one of the best things you can do to help you win that matchup, you know? Exactly Then right. the last one is called Venoms of Agonizing Atrophy. One CP. Use this stratagem in any phase when an enemy model that's not a vehicle loses one or more wounds as a result of an attack made with a poison weapon by a coteries of homunculine model from your army until the end of the next turn subtract one from their attacks Ooh. this one is very strong as well and one of the reasons i have an yeah. factor in almost all my units yeah. is they're a poison weapon yeah. so i can shoot their poison weapon. blade guard veterans do a wound with an factor minus one attack you know mm -hmm. or shoot your big unit of gene stealers do a wound minus one attack or you know, or your Raveners, or your your Tyranid, Tyranid yeah. Warriors, or something. And, you know, combine that with, say, minus one to wound from Brutal Vivisection, and all of a sudden your units that were supposed yep. to have lots of dice, really yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, have a hard time dealing with I mean, stuff and like that. And combine that with the transfuser mm -hmm. yeah. as well for another yeah. debuff of uh, weapon skill strength and, mm -hmm. and whatnot. And they, yeah, you could really be like, well, did you do you want to send that unit of six Raveners in next turn, mate? Because they're not going to do anything yeah. anymore. Um this is, this is big. So that brings us to the end of the rules for the Coteries. And man, they got a lot. I mean, there is like a significant... Uh, uh, the sandbox isn't as bad as you think as well. Because it makes you... You have to make use... Like your skirmishing units almost have to be things like Mandrakes and Incubi. Because I feel like by default, you're going to have three, two to three decent unit, size units of, of Grotesques. And you're going to have min-maxed whatever min-max means to you units of racks. So... Your skirmishing units have to be like blades for hire, yeah? Because, I mean, you know, 20 racks isn't a skirmishing. Yeah, I've been using two units of six mandrakes in my list, right? Like yeah. uh, for, for teams, and then I've been using... Actually, I've had small units of racks in my like singles list that I developed for the Coterie. However, honestly, it is a very different style than just your traditional Dark Eldar list. Yeah, but it is. I, yeah, it is a very different style. It, it it skews all the MSU and all the flexibility for durability, reliability, and debuffs. I think it's really cool. I think it's flipping the archetype on its head, and it makes that adds for another really exciting way to play the yeah, faction. I really, really like it. I think it plays to the missions that we have right now very well as well. Uh, 
what what messes with my brain is that you get all of this chunk, all of this thickness, this rack city thickness, and you still get Drizar three and Zvinkubi. Like your killingness isn't down that no. much from a regular you can still army. Take I mean, you're missing the succubus. You can still take venoms, and you can yeah. still take a yeah. reaper if you really wanted to, or a tantalus. Like there's like imagine a tantalus charging you, killing something, and then getting a four up feeling pain for the rest of the game, or Ugh. like. <laughs> Please no, please no. I'm like, just saying. Let's not do that. that. Would, it's not competitive. Yeah. But that'd be really funny to pull on your friends. You know it would I mean? be hilarious. Anyway, so that wraps up the coverage of the Rift War campaign book. I, dude, Castellans of the Rift is amazing. Coteries is amazing. Warp Meld Pact is okay, is, is the way I'm seeing yeah, it. Yeah? yeah, it's definitely not. Uh, it's not the Rift or the uh, Coteries. Yeah, that's the way I'm seeing it at the moment. I think the Coteries is the biggest winner here. Mostly because. Mostly because I think this, the the rules for Castellans of the Rift are better than the rules for the Homunculus Covens, I believe. But the difference is the units you're using um, are, are just not as, like, basic-ass Primaris units just are not as good as basic-ass Drakari units. We know this. We know this, everybody. <laughs> you know? <Yep. laughs> um, you know, if you, ga- if you gave the Castellans of the Rift a freaking Incubi equivalent, or, a, you know, <laughs> yeah, okay, we've got a crazy-ass army here. But, um, yeah, as it sits... Yeah, this is a this is a cool cool supplement. I don't think any of these are breaking the game. I think they're all pretty good, new spicy ways to play a bunch of different things. But yeah, what's your overall thoughts, brother? I think uh, I can't wait for the second part of this where we're going to build some lists and make some crazy cool stuff. Exactly right. We're going to head over there right now. Please feel free to join us. We're going to be building a list for each of these and talking about why the choices we think. And so if you if you are thinking or if you're curious about any of these supplemental bits and pieces, Army of Renowns or whatever, um, please jump over and join us over on theartofwar40k.com or over on the Art of War down under at, on Patreon and you'll get this juicy part too. Uh, thank you very much, Scary. Anything you'd like to plug on the way out? Hey, thanks a lot for tuning in, everybody. Make sure you check me out on The Art of War. I'm one of the coaches. You can always uh, get me to train your brain. Train your brains love you very much scary thank you and thank you everybody who's for all the amazing support as we charge along to episode 100 please throw up some ideas for what the hell i should do for episode 100 because i got no ideas and i want to commemorate it because it's cool anyway see you on the other side thank you very much again scary talk to you soon bye thank you for listening to art of war down under a content review podcast for Warhammer 40K. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under. Signing out from tomorrow.